credit to Max Licato for last week's message and this week's message that uh, his writings, they're second to, to no one that I've ever studied under. And he's able to simplify enough that I even understand him. Yes. And I heard an amen up here. He is a West Texas boy, and uh, I, I guess that comes from uh, growing up out here. We try to explain it where people don't understand us, and uh, some people put some flour in there, and really where we understand it. But I want to thank Max Licato for his writings and his talents, and that he does share those with people such as myself. He was telling, talking about a friend of the family. And in the, this visit with this lady, she was very, very distraught. I got the impression she probably came over to their house. A personal friend says, I want to talk to you. I've got this issue. And so she came over to the house and was talking to Max and his wife, and she was just devastated. She and her husband had issues previously with his infidelity. They worked and they worked and they worked on this, and they found, she felt like we're making progress. We might not have it resolved, but we're making progress. And then she got a credit card bill, and the things that she saw on that credit card bill indicated he hadn't changed at all. She was devastated. And thus, late afternoon, early evening, she's over at Max's house. In tears and in pain, she asked, Where is my God? Where is my God? There's not a single one of us here that have not had those trials and those tribulations. And thus the reason for reading the scripture earlier this morning from Proverbs. If you falter in a time of trouble, how small is your strength? Because you're going to have the troubles. We've talked about it many a times. The disciples had them. Jesus himself had them, obviously. But the disciples did. Before, during, and after the crucifixion. They had trials and tribulations. And before Jesus had appeared to them, and before the Pentecost, they, they wilted, just like a, a flower, under, under great heat. Without any rain, the, the flowers wilt. And so today, they had their weaknesses. You know, they couldn't even understand what they'd seen with their own eyes because it was just too miraculous. It just couldn't be. After the crucifixion, the stone is rolled away. 
And miraculously, He appears behind locked doors and they still don't. They just can't get it. It's just beyond anything they could wrap their mind around. Could this really be? But at Pentecost, 50 days later, and this was 10 days after they'd last seen Jesus, the flame, the flame, the torch, the Holy Spirit came down and entered the room where there were approximately 200 people. And after that point in time, they never doubted again. They were filled with that Holy Spirit. I am hoping that you and I are filled with that Holy Spirit that we know without a doubt. Without a doubt. Jesus Christ lives today. And no matter what kind of pressure you get, you're not going to break. You're going to be like that balloon that has water in it and it just kind of squeezes and it takes a new shape. But until you put it under so much pressure, then it explodes. But I'm praying that you have the willpower and the strength to counter that, that pressure, because you're not walking the walk alone. I don't know how many are in here right now, but I do know that Jesus Christ, that Holy Spirit, is with each and every one of us at the same time. At the same time. Whatever Sharon's experiencing, Glenn's not. Whatever Glenn is, Fred's not. Each one of us have things that we are experiencing. But the person sitting next to us, in front of us, in back of us, they are not. Your life is your life. Your relationship with Him is your relationship. I know that you love your spouse, but this is a different kind of love. A special kind of love. A special kind of love that when Jesus Christ is a part of it, when He is a part of it, it is the glue. Because all families have differences of opinion. But the glue of Jesus Christ does not break. It may bend. It may get out of shape. But it does not break. Reading in Philippians, the fourth chapter, the fourth verse. Paul is saying, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Will always. 
Always? That lady was asking, where is my God? But we just read that He's always with us. When a business that you have worked for years on, you finally have to give up and turn it over to the creditors. Bankruptcy. Where's my God? My pain is like somebody's ripping my heart out of my chest. I've put so much into it. I've denied my family. I've worked nights and days. Where is my God? A loved one is traveling. And in that trip, someone pulls out in front of them. This happened to my daughter. The lady ran the stop sign just as clear as could be. She was on the phone, and my daughter's going 60 miles an hour. Don't you know that daddy and mother, how's my baby? You see, you're always our babies. Where's God? Where is God when my daughter is hurting and bones are shattered? Where's God? In my case, he was right there with her because it could have been a fatality. And too many times it is. And yet I was standing by my daughter's side as she was screaming in pain. The doctor had not given her enough painkillers. And I've never seen my daughter cry like that. Yeah, and dad's crying too when that happens, isn't he? Where is my God? You see, your God is with you at all times. Just like he says, Paul says, rejoice, rejoice. How can I rejoice at that time? I rejoiced that my daughter was alive, is alive. And she continues on this day, helping other people. But not everybody's that fortunate. But where is God? God is with you. As I do the funerals, I remind the family, God is with you and giving you strength. God is with the deceased because the deceased is in eternity, perfect health without any issues. That is the ultimate healing, but it hurts in here so much. But now He is with you. No matter what took place, God is with you and He will give you the strength so that you can take the next step forward. And sometimes you can't take more than one step at a time. But God is with you. My question is, are you with God? Do you turn to Him for that help? Or is your ego so big that you feel like, I can handle this. I don't need Him. I've done everything on my own. What is it? What is it? You want God to be with you or are you going to just try to handle the challenges by yourself until such times that you crater? You know, I don't know what non-believers do when they're in a time of crisis. I don't know if they go to the gym and work out a little bit more or if they go and have Yoda or whatever else that might happen, some kind of seance or I don't know. 
I don't know what they do. But I know what Christians do. They turn to Jesus Christ who has promised He will be with us every step of the way. Every step. At that moment, that woman was hurting so much she, she couldn't tell that God was with her. But I'll promise you, she realized it eventually or she would not have gone over to the Lakeda's house. She was seeking words of wisdom, words that would lessen that pain, words about God and His love. That's what she was seeking. And knowing Max Lakeda, and I feel like I do know him with the books I've read, that uh, she received those words and that kindness. Philippians 4.10 I rejoice greatly in the Lord. I have learned to be contempt whatever the circumstances. Whatever the circumstances. And that is a sign of our maturity that regardless of the circumstances we can trust Him and rejoice. Paul says, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the Secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. Amen. All things, all things are possible through Him. We may not feel it. We may not realize the day after the car wreck. We may not feel it the day after the divorce papers are served. We may not feel it the day that the judge gives everything you have to the creditors. But God is with you and He will be with you. Do not turn your back on Him. For He is with you when you reach out. And right now, things may be going real smooth in your life, and boy, I hope so. But sooner or later, we have those hiccups in life. We hit the bar ditches. Sooner or later, we're going to need God right there with us. So in the good times, don't forget Him. Be sure and say, thank you, Lord, for the blessings. And where is my God? My God is present right here this moment. In the book of Acts, 17th chapter, 24th verse, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. That Holy Spirit is with you now. And that's what Jesus told His disciples. That they should be glad that He was going on. Reference to the cross and the tomb. For He was leaving that Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit that could be with any of His children at the same time anywhere on this earth. Ever present. Excuse me while I get a book.
This is a songbook, but I'm not going to start singing, so you can relax. Earl, you don't have to worry. You can go back to sleep, buddy. <laughs> I don't think he's been asleep once today. If you'll turn to your hymnal in page 381, I want to tell you a story about Mr. Spofford. During the great Chicago fire, he was a very well-to-do attorney, had a lot of real estate, but that fire just about wiped everything that looked like real estate out, and he lost his fortune. A couple of years later, his wife and four daughters took a ship, and this is uh, in the 1800s, and they took a ship to England, but on the way, their ship collided with another ship, and in that wreck, he lost his four daughters. The only survivor was his wife, and he got a telegram from her, and you can just imagine how devastating that was to receive that his four daughters had died in that, that terrible accident. So he got a ship uh, as quick as he could. This was before the plane started flying across the ocean in the quickest way. The only way was by ship, and he got on one. And as the story goes, when the ship got approximately where the boat went down that his daughters and his wife was on, somebody from the crew came back and told him this is approximately where the accident occurred. With great grief in his heart, he wrote this song. Ask yourself, could these words come out of your mouth when you lost your entire family? It says, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrow like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. You know, I don't know that I could do that. Maybe with time, but not within weeks. I don't know that I could do that. It's not that I wouldn't have faith in my Lord, but the pain would be so great. How do you do that? The author was not only an attorney, but he was a elder in the Presbyterian church. He had great faith. And he and his wife put their life back together. They moved to Israel, started a foundation over there that exists to this day. But see the strength that he had at the most difficult time of his life or anyone's life. All four daughters have drowned. He and his wife had to put their lives back together. Now, what have you ever faced that was equivalent to that? 
And it's not a contest. I'm sorry. It's not a contest, but I can't think of anything worse. And then he pins out, it is well. It is well with my soul. You see the faith that he had? Not in himself, but the Lord. That's where his strength came. Today I'd like you to examine your strength. Not your human strength. The guys in sports, and I guess the young ladies too, I don't know, I've never heard them say this, but they can talk about how much they can bench press, how strong they are. This is something much greater than 350 pounds. This is something that will just tear you apart. And the strength, the strength doesn't come from this, as they say, the guns. It's not coming from the guns, but it's coming from the heart. The heart. How strong is your heart?